It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Okay, we're just a few weeks away from opening day, and I am uh, sitting here, standing here, looking at Thomas Harding. Of course, I'm Allison Footer from MLB.com, and we are at Rockies camp at one of the most amazing spring training facilities in the history of the world. Um, So, Thomas, it's so nice to be looking at you. This is great. Um, And let's talk about, we're kind of leaving the floor open to what we're talking about this week, so we're going to talk about what's going on at shortstop. Um, with the Colorado Rockies. How do you see that shaking out? I'm watching Trevor Story, a former first-round pick, 45th overall, who's really performing well. He's not acting like this moment is too big for him. Um, Has three home runs already this spring. Nice batting average, but what I'm seeing is a lot of calm in his at-bats. I'm seeing the calm at the shortstop position, the ability to make the plays and not look like he's trying too hard, even though he's obviously playing like it's a regular season right now. I like what I see out of him. Um, I see some quiet uh, leadership, if you will, out of him. And he could fit a number of places in the batting order. Could he bat second? Uh, Yes. Um, The power he's shown seems to work a little bit lower in the order, but as long as you have a versatile enough bat and you're able to handle the position defensively, um, you could be an essay at this team at shortstop. And, hey, he goes back uh, a few years working with Troy Tulowitzki here, credits Tulo for helping him develop into a shortstop. And Tulo never never felt like, gee, this could be my replacement. He just simply um, helped him train, was very hard on him, and that's helped toughen him for this. So who is the, um, what's the competition at shortstop? Well, you have Christian Adamas, who came up last year, had some good at-bats for them. He's a switch hitter, but he also can play second base base very well. He can play some third, although you don't need a lot of it around here with Nolan Arenado and also Mark Reynolds. But I could see Adamas as a middle infield combination type guy. And he does well defensively also. Last year... It seemed like that bats got a lot better. He was called up in 2014. There were a lot of rushed at bats. Last year was much better. I remember watching him in AAA, uh, some of the games there. He hit over 300, hit a home run in the All-Star game. So he became a much better player after a taste of the majors in 2014. And that's something that maybe if you're a Rockies fan, you need to look at, that a lot of guys get called up and maybe they'll struggle. But you can't get too impatient with them because these are the type of guys that they need for their payroll and if they struggle at first maybe wait a bit and see if they don't come around I mean how many players do you know like that became superstars in the big leagues that did not struggle I mean some of the numbers are kind of famous like I know John Smoltz was terrible his first uh, couple months in the big leagues Lance Berkman I know wasn't very good I mean there's a lot of guys Um, and it's almost impossible to unless you're just like a-Rod or Bryce Harper it's almost impossible not to struggle because that transition to major league pitching from AAA is like 
it can be overwhelming. Yet there's a freakout level. I remember when uh, <laughs> when Carlos Gonzalez came up and he was hitting barely 200, and Jim Tracy was getting questions almost daily. Are you going to send this guy back to AAA? And Tracy would explain in chapter and verse, as he usually does, no, there's no way I'm sending this guy back. He is ready. There are things that you can only learn here. And I think we forget that a lot. I mean, we watched um, at the end of last season, for example, John Gray struggling in the major leagues. Uh, we watched Eddie Butler with this team. And any number of other players, they're going to struggle. And listen, when guys do well in spring training, sometimes when the lights come on in the regular season, it's a different story. And also you're dealing with um, pitchers who know who you are now. They've While you were getting all those hits in spring training, they were collecting information on you. So this is, when, when you have a team that tends to depend on youth, these things will happen and they will happen in the regular season. But you have to know who to be patient with. And, yeah, maybe you have to cut bait at some point with some players. But you have to know who to be patient with and let them develop. Speaking of patience, so now let's talk a little bit about John Gray. Um, you have been talking to him about some of his pitching repertoire. So what have you learned from that? Well, here in spring training, he has tried to work on that curveball that Darren Holmes, the bullpen coach, taught him at the end of last season. And at times it's looked pretty good, but he has had a hard time figuring out which pitches to bury and which pitches to throw for strikes. And in games, that pitch has been getting hit hard. And Gray, already he stays around the strike zone, and if he's not hitting his location, you can hit the ball hard because he throws it hard and it comes just as hard off the bat. So what Gray decided to do in his uh, last outing against the Milwaukee Brewers was he just put that curveball in his pocket, and he told us reporters after the game that he'll continue to work on it, maybe in bullpen sessions, maybe if he's way ahead in a game he'll use it, but he's not going to mix it in as part of his repertoire right now. So he has the fastball and a changeup which worked to his arm side. He does have a slider and that's going to have to be more of a pitch for him right now. He's going to have to find a way to get to the arm side of the plate. With that slider, it would be nice to have that curveball, but if he's not confident in it, then don't use it. And we asked Walt Weiss about it after the game and he's like, listen, we're not telling him he has to use that pitch. I mean, it's, uh, it could be an effective pitch when he knows when and how to use it. Right now he doesn't, so why use it right now? So just um, we're about at the halfway mark at spring training, so three weeks in, three weeks to go. Uh, what's besides the things that we just talked about? What other storylines have been interesting to you in Rockies camp? Well, just watching the development of Jordan Lyles and Tyler Chatwood. They've come back from their injuries that they had um, last year, missing most or all of last year, and they look like they're pretty good. And that changes the look of this rotation. Now, does it make this rotation a monster where you go and um, you know predict that they're going to win this division? No, but it does make them a little bit better. I like the way the veterans are um, are looking in the bullpen. Jason Mott looks like he'll work toward the back of the bullpen and Jake McGee and Chad Qualls. Uh, those are the type of guys that if you have a team that's young and you give them leads, you can depend on them late in the ball game. Uh, the other things I'm seeing is I'm really excited about watching the prospects here. Um, Ramel Tapia, who's still in camp right now. I mean, it seems like every time you look up, he's hitting a double or a triple. You know how we are in those spring training games where we're barely paying attention after the seventh inning, and he's out there doing really good things. They sent David Dahl back to uh, minor league camp, um, and, and, and also 
and also Ryan McMahon, the third baseman. But those guys also look like major league ability guys. Um, we're going to see more of the pitchers, uh, Antonio Senzatella and her and um, Herman Marquez they got from Tampa Bay in a trade. I'm interested in seeing that because, as I've said many times, this is not a team I'm expecting to do a whole lot this year, but I'm expecting them to start taking those steps forward. And it may be, for me, it looks like the second half of next season where if they turn hot, who knows what happens. But, hey, in baseball, we watched the Houston Astros go to the playoffs last year after some horrid season, so you just never know what will happen. You know, it's funny you bring up, like, by the seventh inning that you're not really watching the game. Uh, for the people who don't get to see us, what we have to do to cover a, a spring training game, and this is fascinating because the clubhouse is open during the games, which does not happen during the regular season. So when the starting pitcher comes out, then he goes and does his little workout or whatever goes to the training room, and then they open the clubhouse. So really in the fourth inning, fifth inning, you're down, you're not watching the game anymore. But you have to write a game story. That's right. So how yeah, do you get that done? <laughs> Eyes in the back of my head or something like that. I guess the, there's game day. It's a wonderful thing. The at bad app, all those things. Right. All those things fit into it. But when you're covering a team like this one where you know that there is some that that, that there is some hope coming down in, in future years, you almost have to kind of force yourself after talking to the starters or out of the game, hey, let's go and even if I'm not keeping a score but just Train your eyes on some of these guys and see what happens. Uh, see how they handle themselves in a major league atmosphere. And in fact, this is the great thing about spring training, especially when you're a fan of a team that maybe isn't predicted to do great things, is that when you go to those games, and I urge the fans to do it, pay attention throughout. I mean, a lot of guys come in with the 70s and 80s numbers, and it looks like a football game out there. But those are the guys you're going to be cheering in the future. And if you if you see that ability, then hey, you file that in the back of your head where you know the fans of the Yankees or the Giants, or whoever, when they're making fun of you, you're just sitting back saying, "Yeah, but in a few years, our children are going to be here, and we're going to and they're going to make a difference." Then I'll be laughing, you know. Thank you very much, Thomas. Enjoy the rest of the spring. Talk to you later. It's been a happy spring, and I can't wait for the regular season to get here. Though I want baseball that counts. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 